One, two, three, four, pop culture. Who can eat pop culture? Who can eat pop culture? Who can eat pop culture? Who can Maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm Dan. I'm Justin. And it's the Pop Culture Hootenanny. And we came back after a month, a month hiatus. Hiatus, yeah. I mean, that typically we, is how we, we renew every episode. We came back after a month hiatus. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I mean, we we were we were on a roll for a little bit. We yeah, had, we had some, some good ones. We had some ideas that we just didn't do. Yeah. And then, and then uh, earlier today, I was telling Justin about. Mike Flanagan, uh, director of Doctor Sleep and a bunch of other horror movies, yep. uh, acquired the rights to the Dark Tower TV series and back in December. So I'm happy. Very excited about I'm this. I'm very happy because it's in the project's in the right hands. Um, yeah, I've said it before. After that Dark Tower debacle, because yeah, right. I told you not to watch it, Eddie. <laughs> I told you not to watch it. Um, after that, I think Stephen King was basically like, I'm only putting the rights of any of my shit into people who are like dedicated fans or at least people who know his work well enough. Yeah. And, and while Dr. Sleep did take a different direction from the book, it still held on to the core fucked up value that is. But see, here's the thing with Dr. Sleep. It it I, it had to take a different direction from the book because it's a sequel to The Shining right. movie, so it's got to follow the movie. So right, right. which The Shining movie doesn't follow the book. No. So. Right. I'm just saying though. It's yes. Like, but I'm just saying though, as far as you said, the guy is basically a horror director. Yeah. Writer. If you if you look at his his credentials, it's. Pretty much all horror. Um, let me get back to it. Do do do. So, yeah, his first movie, Chainsaw Sally. I'm guessing independent feature back in 2004. Uh, then he did Still Life. I don't know what Still Life is, but let's probably about see. a homicidal painter. <laughs> That's what I. Photographer. Hey, if you said Still Life was the name of a movie, would you think Homicidal Painter? <laughs> right? Like, I'm going to pose your body in the most extravagant ways. It was, uh, that was actually in 2001. Yeah. It was, it's a photographer, and... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it's about. It says it's a drama. Mm. But, um... You have... Absenta in 2011, Before I Wake, uh, Ouija, Gerald's Game, Oculus, Hush. He was also the showrunner for Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly House, The Midnight Club, Midnight Mass, and he so is the drama sh- and creature effects are what he's good at. And he's also the showrunner for the upcoming. Or not him, but- Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. Okay. So, Edgar Allan Poe, so... Okay. Still. Uh, well, we know he's not afraid of the classics. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
That's good. So I think, yeah, if he's going to, I don't know if he's going to, like I said, I don't know if he's planning on running with what Amazon had already shot their, their pilot or not, but I would assume no, just because that was already, what, three or four years ago right. at this point. So, or longer even, I don't know. Yeah. So. Well, that's, I mean, that's interesting news. Again, I think it's in good hands that way. Yeah. Um, and based on the fact that you said earlier he did a lot of Netflix stuff. Yeah. So I'm assuming it'll probably care about Netflix. And considering the fact that Netflix needs a new long story to tell, because Ozark's done, Witcher, which is with which limited a praise a praise it had praise a praise praise praise. <laughs> Deb, help me! <laughs> My grammar's wrong. Uh, um, but um, I don't know. It, I just think it's probably a good idea for Netflix to pick that up and then take it very seriously. I would say that. Yeah. They, they need to take it seriously because it could be a great one. It could be for sure. And the problem with it is, is that it does have the bad problem of creating a hero who is very much an anti-hero for the first small portion of it, and it might. I, my only fear is, is that it would turn a normal audience member away, and they're going to have to redo the whole sh- the shooting of the town of Tall. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the creepy stuff they'll be able to keep in, but keep in mind, in the books, he kills like fourteen children. <laughs> in that town and I don't know whether I mean they were all trying to stab him with knives and forks and stuff so he got to blow their heart off guilt free <laughs> right no offense but if 50 people are running at you 13 of them are kids and they've all got sharp objects in your mind <laughs> and right you're shooting <laughs> it's just how it's so, going to have to be says that he the alright so addition in addition to Wait, 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 wait. Oh. All right, so he is actually, he's a co-founder of Intrepid Pictures with Trevor Macy. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't either, but it says they started in 2004 after six years creating and producing for Netflix, including the last four under uh, the overall deal of the duo behind the haunting TV franchise and Midnight Mass. They're moving to Amazon Studios. Oh, maybe. The, okay, so. So. If they're going to Amazon, then I guess Netflix is out of luck. And it says their most ambitious project to date, a screen adaptation of Stephen King's The Dark Tower. This is from December 8th of last year on Deadline. Uh, and it says Flanagan envisions the TV series to run for five seasons, followed by two standalone features. I would rather have it in seasons anyways. I don't need movies anymore. Not for stuff like this. Oh, yeah. Now, um, I mean, for features, I mean, you could do, you could definitely do, there's like some standalone stories, like I said, the graphic novel stuff that's outside. It's in the world, but outside. Well, you, like, The Wind to the Keyhole could be a movie. Yeah. Because it's, it's one isolated event, a series of like four days in a, in a small town. So it's yeah. not that big of a deal. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. depending on what the movies are. Yeah. It could be longer than four days, but it's a short period of time compared to the yeah. rest of the story. Um, 
Yeah, and if they did the comic adaptations, they would give, I mean, just as far as for the lore builder people who love that kind of shit like me. Yeah. You give me those comics, you you explain the Red King a little bit more in detail, and I'm there. Yeah. I mean, I can't say the same for everybody else who doesn't know the series, but... You're missing out. Right, you're missing out. Shiloh, you're missing out, Shiloh. Read the second book, Shiloh. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I hope what he you're, hears this. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, he he said he couldn't. He did not really like the first book. Eh. Yeah, I mean, teach their own. Yeah. But and to be honest, the first book doesn't really give you a lot of stuff. It's just. It's a lot of introductions. A lot of introduction. A lot of, dare I say, I don't want to say exposition, but it's narrative. Hey, it's T-Rod. T-Rod, we're recording, dude. What do we got? Your mic's uh, not on, but if you no. wanted to. We were talking about uh, the director of Dr. Sleep, Mike Flanagan, took got the acquired the rights to do the Dark Tower TV show. Which, to you, means nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, what is the uh, Dark Tower? <laughs> but... Um, it's, just, it, it's it's the center of the Stephen King universe. Yeah, it kind is of the official pillar, <laughs> the official oh, tower, if you will. Of it's the support pillar behind all of Stephen King's work. It's basically he considers it his magnum opus. Gotcha. His his great work. It's an eight book series thing is it started off in 79 77 no, I don't want to I, I feel I'm like I'm mixing sure. Star Wars and this up but either way late 70s early yeah, 80s first book, in that time first frame book, it was just a, a continuing story in, the, in Reader's Digest and it was under Richard Bachman not Stephen King alias? yeah and uh, Pen name is what we call him, right? Pen name? Is that yeah. the right word? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but the second book didn't come out until like 83, and it was 87, 92, or 91. Yeah. 97, and he finished it up in 2008. Something like that. I think. Maybe maybe four. But uh, it's been a long time coming, and now executives at TV, you know, or at streaming services are taking it seriously yeah what was it eight? hbo you missed your chance bro eight eight years ago <laughs> was that movie already I think yeah it was eight, was years, it eight ago. years ago i think it was like 2016 well really considering the movie was so forgettable yeah <laughs> and you know, Selva wasn't even that bad in it they just made him out they, i don't they, think anyone was that bad in the movie right the movie just doesn't have anything to do with the books right well it's it's like they took all the books and yeah, they kind of jumbled hour it together. And Thirty-five minute movie, and you can't. That's the that's the thing. It's like if you you're not aware of the books, the movie's probably fine. Yeah, my buddies who never read the books said it was okay. They liked it. But yeah, if you know the books, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Because none of this makes any sense. Right. So, you know, it's one of those things I think with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, I think it's in the right hands with him. He's yep. proved he can do Stephen King. He's done a couple other Stephen King yep. properties. And, I mean, he's his horror is... Everything he's done is pretty good. Right. I'm sure you've seen some of them. T-Rod, he's 
done. Well, maybe not because it's he did like the Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Yeah, you don't mess with ghosts. Yeah, he doesn't mess with ghosts. Yeah, so maybe you've never seen anything. You don't mess with them, they don't mess with you. Um, I have never messed with a ghost. And one has never messed with me. So apparently it's good advice. It's sound. I I suppose it's sound. uh, So now we can finally talk about it, T-Rod. Okay. Because two of the only interested... Two of the yeah, I'm not going to watch it. Uh, have seen the movie. Justin saw Avatar. How beautiful was Avatar? It's a brilliant movie. How beautiful was it, though? Like, as far as like, like this, the actual picture, like, yeah. I mean, the quality of it. Right. Did you see it 3D? No. Um, when I did oh. go and see it, because Tino wanted to go to dinner and then go to that movie for his birthday, so he didn't want a birthday party. He wanted dinner and a movie. I'm not really sure why. He didn't want a birthday party, but that's what he wanted to do. So we got a bunch of people together, and we all went to go see it. So he did not want to see it in 3D. He said it gives him headaches. Mm. So I said, okay. So we watched it, and, you know, it was a long movie, but I found myself never feeling like, man, is this movie almost over yet? Is yeah, it- I, I I did not have that feeling either. I held I held piss for two hours and 45 minutes, and it didn't feel It like wasn't nothing. that bad, was it? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I well, no, that means not lying. It really wasn't. That was the sad thing. In any other situation, I would have been like, "I'm going." But the the pacing of the, of, I, you know, Dan has read reviews that says the story didn't make a lot of sense. But if you, I still don't on, even know if how much sense. I mean, it, it does make sense, but at the same time, it's like they left out so much that I think was by design so that you would want to see the third one yeah. and uh, they could yeah. address it. Right. Well, I mean, that's how you keep everybody hanging. That's how you get to the next episode of anything, mm-hmm. you, you know. Um, but I like the fact that the young girl uh, who was Sigourney Weaver's daughter, miracle daughter, right. Um, did you know that was Sigourney Weaver? Oh uh, yeah, did I you mean, know, did it you sounded know? just like her. Yeah, it was it was her, but they younged up her voice pattern and made it sound like she was twenty years old or whatever it was. It was pretty cool. Um, I no, did not but know that. As you get older, no, but as you get older, you start getting more raspy, a little bit. Yeah, she does smoke a lot. Does she? In the well, well in the movie, like. she did. <laughs> But I'm just saying, Siggy Weave mm-hmm. is the shit. That's all I'm going to say. Siggy Weave. I didn't know that they did anything to her voice. But I was like, man, she does a pretty good voice. So I like, try not to sound like her. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I like the whole concept of the movie. Um, it, it's weird, too, because it's like, I was telling Shiloh, it's almost as like they're because we don't have any frame of reference on an alien culture outside of what we know about ourselves, right? I mean, we can make shit up in our head, but when you're trying to show a a civilization, the only way you can think of it is in terms of our own growth as a civilization. Right. So when they show all the Islander uh, Navi or whatever, the um, Melik Khan tribe or I don't, whatever. I forgot. Yeah, right. Well, it's it's hard to pronounce. (laughs) Um... But they all have, like, Moana 
It's like yes. it's like I did the, get Moana the, the 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 family from Moana. You know what I mean? They're they're islanders. They've got tattooed markings. They have, you know, they look like Samoans. <laughs> they all look. The interesting you know. part about that movie is what. Yeah, I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but like, there's a scene where they where the whole tribe gets enraged at something, and they all stick out their tongues like this. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna do that. Yeah, they're gonna do that thing, right? They're all ready to do the haku. What is it? The haka? Haku? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. They're all ready to do that, right? And it, it, it's interesting because they have the same bigotry towards the the people who lived in the forest as another culture might have with another culture. And it was just kind of interesting how they broke that down. Yeah, I mean, the best part about Avatar is is that even if you have no clue what the hell you're even watching, you don't know what it's about, you don't know who the characters are, after about 15 minutes, you're just watching a movie. You don't you care. Do you just, like, you don't it care. Bother you. It, 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 that is creative to me. Right. I also got to say, there's one thing that James Cameron's really good at doing that doesn't, that sometimes seems forced in a lot of action movies, where like certain amount of events have to take place for something to happen. In James Cameron movies, it seems to be more fluid, more natural. Uh -huh. Like, of course you have to force a final confrontation or whatever. It's storytelling. There's always got to be a conflict. Right. But it's not, but how it comes about is a more organic way. And I, I... Nothing seemed far-fetched. It wasn't like mm. sending the Raven from Castle Black or East March all the way down to Daenerys Targaryen and her on her dragon up in the north three hours later. It's, you know what I mean? It's, everything is well-timed, put together. Everything makes sense. And, hey, did that, did that boat captain not get what he fucking deserved? <laughs> the entire time, you're rooting for it. You're rooting for it. You're rooting for this to happen. Right. So... Yeah, the boat captain... Boat captain, basically a guy who just takes his living as as its vacation. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, a fucking white T-shirt, <laughs> all this, and all. Meanwhile, all these Nazi-looking fucking black-suited motherfuckers are all around him, and he's the only one looking like it's it's casual Fridays. Right. <laughs> it's fucking funny. Uh, Here's something else to think about too. So when I was watching, I was like, okay, I'm getting. I'm getting the concept that, like, hey, we we are the aliens now. The human race is the mm -hmm. aliens. We done screwed up all our own planet, right. which, which is what theory has been going on for a while. Right. But it's the common trope. I, I thought to myself, now they're coming here to go and, and, and mine for something else and look for something. <clears throat> something like, yeah. Like, how rich can this place possibly be? But then when you go back and think about it, None of it has been excavated. None of it's been pulled right. out, of the, it's out of their planet. It's America it's like before untouched. we got here. It's, it's like, America before we got here. Right, exactly. So that's why I thought it was really creative, too. Right. They covered that without even having to address it. Well, and they sh and it, I think there's a, there's a, you know, the human condition necessitates violence for survival. Right. Whereas in Avatar, the people on Pandora... They have a more, uh, um, what's the what's the word? Where you're, you know work what I'm together. thinking? You know what I'm talking about? They have to work together. Co cohesive relation. I don't. That's not the right word. God damn it! I'm usually good with this. <laughs> uh, uh, 
they all pretty much have have work together. They, and they, if you're from the from the from the sea, you have your way of life. If right. you're from the forest, you have your way of life. But the, the whole col- the the whole civilization or the whole species is about balance. Like right. you can take, but you must also give. Whereas we just take, <laughs> and they show that when when they show the um, whatever they call the whales, mm-hmm. which is an interesting thing. There's whales on this planet, but they are their own independent entity. And they are way smarter than we are. Yeah, I noticed that. And they, well, but but because of their form, they're limited as to how they can do things. But, like, in the story, these whales used to just kill anything they needed to and realized that they made a pact amongst their pod. That's the word. Thank you. Thank you. I'm dumb today. Um, uh, with their pod that no more violence even if it, it means like they are complete pacifists even though they are the biggest thing in the ocean anyways but we found them killed a couple of them us being the sky people and we discovered that there's a, a there's a chemical in their brain that stops human aging so they'll kill these whales and it and it's just brutal. Yeah, basically what we did for, for the whaling. Right, right. It's another example of why, for our own ends, we will take things to the extreme, you know? Whereas the Navi do not do that. They'd rather deal with stuff than harmony with nature. That was the word I think I was looking for. Jesus Christ. Oh. But either way, um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a beautiful watch. I'm going to try and convince Tori to go see it. She has no love for the blue people, just like Dan over here, who's remained quiet this whole fucking time because he has nothing to add. Yep. Because it would only be negative. Choose not to put negative things out. You don't have to be into that type of movie in order for you to enjoy it. You don't have to be into it. They're cat people. They're fucking cat people. What? I'm not a cat. You person. don't have to want it. You don't have to be have any interest whatsoever in wanting to watch the movie <laughs> to enjoy the movie. I think for him that you'd find an exception. No, I, I, well, if if I have no interest in seeing the movie, I'm not going to watch it. I have better things to do with three hours of my life. Dear listeners, all ten of you. <laughs> <laughs> Please start writing us at our Twitter page and start harassing Dan. Please harass Dan because he has no interest in pop culture things. Again. <laughs> I do, thing, only if they interest me. The, the, the intent of the podcast is to go over pop culture, all right, and how it, like, navigates our lives. You know what I mean? How it affects us, how we change our lives based on it. And a lot of it has to do with movies because it gives you a visual effect of something that could happen, right. has happened, or might happen. Or I think that's the same thing I just said. But well, anyway, I mean, um, but just hearing our conversation, I would think it just blows my mind that Dan does not have the curiosity to watch something to see what it all is. He's made up his I mind about I a lot. <laughs> I know I would. We're talking about I him like he's not even to, here. I had zero interest, <laughs> right? I had zero interest in <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and I watched it because I wanted to see. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, this is Dan's humor. It made sense. Yeah. You brought up the worst example because I have no interest in watching Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and he's tried to get me to watch it multiple times. Because it's hilarious. Because it's you're not hilarious. Watching it you, I, like any, when I watched it, zero interest. Same right. thing with Leprechaun from the hood. Zero interest. 
<gasps> Why did I watch it? Oh, because Dan Dan was interested in it. You were interested in it. I want to see what this is. Oh, see. now I see your but, angle, sir. Smart see. play. Well, mm -hmm. I, I'm feeling some kind of way also because <laughs> because I mean I gave him a Christmas gift that's been sitting on this table oh. for for over a month now. He don't want to take it home. All you wanted for Christmas was her, and you didn't even take her. It's my my podcast thing. You know, <laughs> when we go to Dan's house, we go in the basement, we're doing podcasts. He's got his Funko Pops all over. Yeah. I have none. This is the only one I have. So I keep it right here next to my microphone. <laughs> it's just, my thing. Good recovery. I'm, You're right. I'm good just joking anyways. I asked him, too. I said, should I take this home or should I leave it here? And he was like, you can do whatever you want with it. I said, I feel like I should keep it here at least for the winter time for the podcast. I think I he's afraid to take it home. Now, now, now you're now you're throwing holes in this. Why? Why is there a time duration? Because if there's if, if there's like a dream lover one where she's got like the shirt coming down, and you see cleavage and shit. Maybe that's the one we should have. But we still remember how she looks like in real life. <laughs> he doesn't want to make his wife jealous. She no, actually, Alyssa would be like, she's not even that hot. Or she'd be like, yeah, she's smoking. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. how Alyssa is, dude. She's very, she loves to look at women, and and admire their beauty, if you will. You know yeah. what I mean? Like almost like a man would, in a completely non. Sexual? Well, yeah, because I'm she's like, hoping so. She's like, she's like, she's like, well, I'm not a homosexual or anything. I just, and you then, know, she's got a nice ass. I like to look at it. I'm like, in a well, non-predator way, predatory way. I don't know. I'm not sure either. Yeah, I'm glad I don't know what's that going point on here. Because I asked her, just, I told her, you have my permission, and she said, no, that's cheating. And I'm like, what? I once had a friend tell me, it's not cheating if your husband's watching. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Uh, for anybody well, that I can knows think of a lot of loopholes <laughs> that can get you out of. Yeah. Hmm. It's not cheating if your husband's watching. Yeah. <laughs> this went to a weird place. <laughs> My buddy Tom and anybody that listens to this and knows Tom, they've heard it a thousand times. Every time he drinks, he'll, he'll bring it up again. And in a group setting in public. With this shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tommy Taylor. Well, yeah, why is oh. he so funny? Because he's T-Rod. It's a natural born gift. It is. It is. Uh, check us out on social media, uh, Twitter at Pop Culture Who and our Facebook group. Grill uh, Dan. Grill him. And... Uh, Shout out to Chris from the Jump Cadavers for our theme song. Thank you. And uh, that's it for today. Good night. Good night. Don't be a dick. Don't be. <laughs> we fucked that one up. All right. One, two, three, four. Pop culture. Ooh.